Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Chris Schubert from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Friday episode of the show. Kyle, this time next week, you will know who the 32 first round picks were. There's a good good chance people listening to this show right now are listening to it and you're in my house. Yeah, brother. Let me just tell you, my stress levels, very, very high about flying with a one-year-old tomorrow. We've had this discussion off air about your nerve and your stress level yeah. about this whole trip. Cause you're making a, a pre-trip trip. So yes. you, your stress levels through the roof right now. I'll have to check <laughs> in with you over the weekend to see how it all went. Well, I would just say this, Joe, you can control what you can control. Thank you. And the time is going to be the same amount of time, no matter what. That's what That's you right. have to bear in mind. I just know at some point I'm going to be on your back deck and there's going to be a Jack and Coke in my hand and we'll be okay. That's correct. And so. tomorrow or today, when you're listening, I'm going to be installing the car seat <laughs> into the back of my wife's car that oh, she had gosh. shipped to our house so that you didn't have to check the car seat both ways, only on the way home. People, yeah, our life has changed a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, you did, wait a minute. You did what now? Well, he was it, due this for is the, the Friday free anyway. for all. So here we are. Go no. ahead. He was due for the car seat anyway. Let's be clear. We needed a, a second car seat, so I purchased one and <laughs> it sent to Kyle. And um, that way, when he picks me up from the airport tomorrow, I'll have the appropriate car seat for the baby to ride in. Because I'm going to have my own car seat with my own baby in my car. So now there's going to be two babies in the car together. Happy Friday, indeed. Happy Friday, indeed. You know who's not happy, Kyle? Tom Brady. He's Tom Brady's upset. pissed, man. Dude, this, this this dude's fired up about the, the number opportunities that have been created and passed by the NFL, where you know, you I'm sure everyone's aware by now they've they've opened up the the different number options for several positions. And and Tom Brady on Instagram, I mean, he starts off by saying, Good luck trying to block the right people now, going to make for a lot of bad football. Then he doubles down with a screenshot of the the rule change and said, why not let the linemen wear whatever they want to? Why have numbers? Just have colored jerseys. Why not wear the same number dumb at NFL at NFL PA? Kyle, I'm really having a hard time seeing his side of this. So what needs to happen now is I don't know if you remember these. But do you remember the Navy uniforms from the Army Navy game that had the custom hand-painted helmets? And each position group had a different ship painted on the helmet. So that's what we need to do since anybody can wear any number and it's a free-for-all. And we're going to struggle with identifying the mic and setting the pass protections and who's got who and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Just have everybody have custom hand-painted helmets with a different version of the mascot on each position group's helmet. I just, I want to understand his angle on this. I really, really do. And you asked this in the scouting staff meeting. Right. And my explanation was, if Tom Brady's upset about it, 
I would assume he has a reasonable reason to be upset by it. This cannot just possibly be old man screaming at the clouds. It can't. I refuse to believe that's what this is. But it's like he's worried about confusion. When you're playing in an NFL football game, there's how many players on the other side of the ball that are defensive players? 30, 25, 30 guys. How do you not? I mean, you spent all week getting ready for this game. You know intimately who you're playing, what players they have, what they do, what positions these guys play. Is it really that big of a deal? It's probably just another layer to your pre-snap process. And that's... 41's the mic. Seven's the mic. 55's the mic. Yeah, but I mean, I know Josh Rosen can't do that, but Tom Brady should be fine. He will be fine. But I'm just saying it adds an extra layer to, I now have to go through amoeba fronts. (laughs) Good luck. I mean, amoeba fronts, good luck. Brian Flores is happy about this. Let me tell you that. Yeah, so is Bill Belichick. Yeah. (laughs) They're thrilled. Right. We're going to run everybody out there is going to have a 40 number. All eight guys on the line of scrimmage are going to have a four with their first number. It's going to get weird. Better know who the players are. I don't know what, I don't know what to say. I watch right. football games. I know who the players are. Tom Brady should. Ellie Marpet should. Donovan Smith should. So you feel some kind of way about Tom Brady feeling some kind of way. I really do. I guess I'm just surprised. I mean, Tom knows what he is. He knows he's the face of the NFL and has been for 20-something years. He knows the power that he has. Nobody else is bitching about this. Tom Brady is. He's the only one. Openly, I'm sure maybe behind closed doors, people feel some type of way. But Tom Brady, in in good conscience, knew exactly what he was doing when he put that out there yesterday. Yeah, he's not happy about it. I don't know what to tell you. Poor offensive linemen. Everybody else got a buff except for offensive linemen. They have the same defined strike zone that they had to begin with, 50 to 79. Everybody else got new numbers at their disposal. Quarterbacks, punters, and place kickers didn't get anything new either. But You know what my jersey number when high school was? Not a good number, 65. Terrible. I don't know when say terrible, like it's better than 61. Anything that ends in a five looks pretty good on a Jersey. Well, I was, uh, I mean, I was right tackle and defensive end. So it was okay at right tackle at defensive end. You're like, come on, you know, 65, yeah, 60. You're like that try hard third string. Right. Yeah. I see why you're up. And I was also it. one year I was the punter. So, you know, you're 65 is the punter. There's things to be said about that. In addition to playing right tackle and defensive end, folks, don't think that's all I did. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Ring sure to bring joy into her life using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana. 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. 
If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Folks, if you're looking for NFL draft content, you found the right place, the Draft Dudes podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, and make sure you guys are plugged into what we have going on at the draftnetwork.com next week. It's wall-to-wall coverage. Chris says it best. If you're awake, we have something for you to consume. So make sure you're following the Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, make sure you check out our friends Locked On NFL Draft. Us and them, year-round NFL Draft coverage here on the Locked On Podcast Network and over at thedraftnetwork.com. I have a proposal. I will accept this, Rose. Okay. No, it's not what I meant at all, actually. It's for Chris. It has to do with the podcast. I'm going to do it live on the air. Okay. What do you think about doing some kind of giveaway for the people? Sure. Okay. What do you think about starting Monday? Hmm, No, we could start it today if you agree upon it. You don't cut this segment from the final product. Until uh, Wednesday at midnight, so Wednesday night at 11.59 p.m., anybody who leaves a five-star review of the podcast and mentions their favorite episode from this draft cycle will be entered into a raffle to get a free jersey of a rookie from this year's class from their team of their choice. Wow, this is this is big time. Well, Chris, Chris can be a harbinger of joy. I, <laughs> you idiot. Absolutely true. That's a lot of power for me. I, I, I accept. I approve this. Let's go. Proposal for the Draft Dudes podcast. So here's the terms. Leave a five-star review of the podcast with your favorite episode from this year's draft cycle. Can be anything that took place after the 2020 NFL draft. If you're going to leave it, what I would recommend is you also write your jersey size. Eh, no, we'll save that. We'll save that for whoever wins the raffle, right? Because you're going to have to pick what rookie you want. So we're going to have to get that finer detail from you anyway after we make that drawing. So you have until Wednesday. It has to read what, what's the first day of the draft, the date on the calendar? The first day of the calendar is the 29th. 29th. So your your review has to read on 428 or, or sooner. sooner with a five-star review and your favorite episode of this year's cycle. And you'll be entered into a raffle to win a free jersey for your team, your rookie of choice from this year's 2021 NFL draft. This is a great idea in general, but it also brings up a fun question that I want to ask you, Kyle. We've is been it working about on jerseys. It is. We've, we've been working on this class since May. All right. Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick would be the jersey I'd buy. No, that's that's not the question. But oh, okay. We we've been working on these players. You know, you have your crushes, you have, you know, guys mm-hmm. that are not for you. But if you had to right now, today, commit to purchasing a jersey of a rookie, who would you commit to purchasing? And and with the full understanding that you don't know what team they're going to go to, but you have to buy one and you have to commit to that player right now. So it has to be a player I love regardless. Well, you would, and it has to be a player that's not likely to go to the jets, bills or Patriots. Yes. And so you could play, can I buy their college Jersey? No, you have to buy their NFL Jersey 
And you can play the game. You could try to just pick a player that you're going to like no matter where they go, or you can try to really put on your predictive hat and, and pick a guy that you think will be a Miami Dolphin. I, I don't want to thread the needle, but I will say this because I've tweeted this out. Najee Harris is one of my favorite personalities, people, and films to watch from this year's class. He's very transparent. He's very matter-of-fact, to the point, blunt. Uh, he's a hard worker. He, his story's awesome. You familiar with his background growing up and being homeless and mm-hmm. all the struggles that he had and uh, just just an awesome story for him to have overcome all of that and gotten to this point where he's on the precipice of being covering a professional football player and uh, the person that he is and, and just how uh, he's funny, man. He, he's, you hear him on the press conferences and he recognizes somebody from back in California and he's hamming it up with him in the pre-national championship game press conference. So I'd probably go Najee Harris. It's a good choice. I feel like answer? I should probably, yeah, I got to answer this. Yeah, right? You can't ask me this and not have one. So here's the thing, the, the names I'm thinking, okay, who are the, my favorite players in this draft? Like just guys that I really enjoyed studying Tevin Jenkins, Oklahoma state, Jalen Waddle, That's Alabama, Justin Fields. Um, oh, Fields is another good one. Yeah. I really enjoyed him. Elijah Vera Tucker, Aziz Ojolari. It might be Aziz Ojolari. Really? Like that dude just plays like I I have so much of an appreciation for a guy who's 249 and didn't give a about Deontay Brown coming to kick him out, dude. He wanted to flat back him. I just love the way he plays, man. Now, if you had to pick an offensive player, who would it be? Waddle. Waddle. And I and I understand fully that that could be a, an aqua jersey come coming my way. Now, is it weird if I say Milton Williams? No, you felt some type of way for, about for, it. It's not weird. For yeah. If I had to pick a defensive player, like Milt Williams was the most and, – and sometimes that's the way it works, right, where you're deep enough into the process and you're getting a lot of like fifth, sixth, seventh round grades, and then you watch that one guy who like you get like a day two grade on again, and it's like, oh, like studying this guy was fun again. Like, and, yeah. and you get like a little soft spot for that guy, and that's, that's kind of how I feel about Milton Williams. I had some of that as I kind of cleaned up the class this week and finalized my board. There was some of those players that were definitely a breath of, of fresh air. Um, Shakur Brown from Michigan state, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> dude, just like watch him play, man. He's super competitive, smart in coverage, makes plays on the ball. He tackles. I really enjoyed uh, Neiman from, from Iowa, the linebacker there. Nick Neiman. Yes. Uh, yeah. I got to do him this week too. He's smart. He's got good lateral mobility. He can play in coverage, physical. Like he was a player that, you know, I think I'm watching six, seventh round guys. I'm like, no, I think he could be an early day three guy. So those are some of my, my favorite players that I watch. Actually, this Texas Tech cornerback, Zach McPherson was another player that I thought oh, was pretty good. Man, you know, I got like five slots open and you've just filled like three of them here. Oh, boy. Can you chill? Uh, yeah, I, I well, yeah, I'll, I'll chill, but. Some of these late these guys I got to late in the process really were refreshing. I guess I should have something else in the holster here, huh? Well, I mean, I wrote down a few things, so. Did you see? What, what else you got? I had something, and then I scrolled off it because I get distracted easily. This so is probably a terrible discussion point, but did you see these, um, <laughs> 
these uh, Disney NFL. Yes. Mickey. It's basically just Mickey Mouse throwing a football and you buy a shirt and it's $35. So I clicked on the link, right? I take exception with some of the jerseys, like so, like Mickey Mouse in the old school Seahawks jersey was beautiful. They had the creamsicles. They had the old Dolphins logo. So it was funny to kind of look through this and see like how many of these jerseys that and helmets that he wore were like not the modern day jersey. It was like you would probably feel some type of way if that was your team. I wouldn't pay $35 for that shirt. I don't that doesn't move the needle for me. I mean, if it does for you, that's not, great. But none of them really move the needle for me. The Seahawks like saw, one was cool. I saw him on Good Morning Football yesterday, and like they made some segment out of it. They they said this is actually fun. We want to piggyback off of this. If you could pick any Disney character, number one overall in a draft, who would you pick? Chris <sighs> feels some kind of way about this. He sat straight up in his chair, grabbed the top of his head, like surrender Cobra style, let out a big gasp. Is this, is this? Well, we're just, we, no, we're just leaning straight into this being a Friday free for all. It we looked, have just Chris, we've taken the you, car and we have just driven into the ditch. You cannot <laughs> tell us to talk about anything that we want on a Friday free for all, title it a Friday free for all, and then get mad when we make it into a Friday free-for-all we have battle of the boards next week we have how many hours of live streaming coverage genuinely from if you're Monday. smart you'll pick a character and move on here man right we'll make this something more than it has to be right i don't know if i have a good answer i have my answer so while you guys are thinking of it my choice pongo from 101 dalmatians stand-up guy what do you what? you guys are giving me dirty looks pongo is exceptional this guy at all costs, went out and, you know, tried to get his kids back. I appreciate his leadership in that moment. I think his dad's skills are really good. He embraced all those extra dogs he acquired. Loyal to his owner. Just a great guy. So give me Pongo. How is your answer not Hercules? I never read that. I didn't vibe with Hercules. Who put the glad gladiator? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch it. See, so, yeah, I, I need, I need, you know, quickness. I need somebody who can, can get down the field, make big plays for me. Give me Lightning McQueen. That was whose? Whose was that? <laughs> pick um, the car, Joe. His was, name is was... Lightning McQueen. How is that not the pick? <laughs> he has a he has a first round See, grade name. He has speed. Well, what else? What else do I need? This is you are making this about football. So you're you're trying to which Disney character would help your football team? I. I was taking it more of which, you know, which is my favorite Disney character. No, this was supposed to be about picking them first in the draft for football. Oh. Which makes sense why you pick Pongo, because that was a lame choice. We're going to be honest with you. Well, yeah, for that purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's a terrible choice. I'm embarrassed. Need to tell you guys about Bilt Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar on the planet. So many amazing flavors, and they're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're delicious, soft, and easy to chew. It's like eating a candy bar, but it's good for you. Bill bars are great for anyone who is health conscious, whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in a delicious treat. You have to try Bill bars. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and perfect for anyone who is on the keto diet. You know we've got a deal for you. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 You'll get 15% off your next order. Again, 
That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. And if you enjoy listening to Kyle Krabs get slandered, <laughs> you'll enjoy Thursday's episode. Yeah, you took some yeah. heat, man. Listen, it was a predictive pick at 18 for the Dolphins. Uh, I want to read you uh, some comments from Eric DaCosta, okay. general manager of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, was asked about a recent New York Post story that had the Ravens as the top drafting team in the NFL over the last five years. Wanted to know what his explanation was. This is what he said. We've probably had the most picks over that span. I look at the draft, and in many ways, I'd have to say it's a luck-driven process. If you have more picks, you're going to hit on more good players. That goes back to a philosophy that I think Ozzie Newsom started back in 1996, we really started going after comp picks. We tried to trade back as much as we could in any given round. I like that philosophy, um, kind of. I, I like the idea of valuing draft capital, being willing to move back, being self-aware, and understanding that draft picks don't always pan out. Just go back and look at any draft. You're going to see a lot of inconsistency on hit rates all throughout the draft. But I also don't like the idea of being laser focused on comp picks because to me, that's just not smart. Like, why are you going to reduce your, your pool of players that you're willing to go after because you, you needed to make sure that it's not an unrestricted free agent that you signed. You're going to favor players that were released or acquiring players with a trade or, um, you know, just restricted, whatever, non unrestricted free agents. And you're going to prioritize a fifth round comp pick over like re-signing one of your players or. But I hear you, but Baltimore turned a fifth round pick into Calais Campbell and got like a three year deal ironed out with Calais Campbell for the price of a fifth round pick. Correct. Which is a good utilization of a fifth round pick. I'm just saying you can't be so laser focused on comp pits, comp picks that you're saying goodbye to talent and you're reducing your talent pool that you go after. That's what I would say. I love the idea of value and capital being willing to move around the board. I think some of this, like you have to have the success first, right? Because like, if you try and do this and you go seven and nine, seven and nine, right. Five and 11. Are you going to be around for a fourth year? Somebody's no. not going to be. Right. Right. So it's like you, this theory works for teams that have themselves a significant runway to work with, but it's really hard to start that fire from zero. I feel like you have to do something drastic and it has to be in year one of your regime. And you have to have an owner who understands the vision and isn't going to get cold feet 
two and a half years in when the team is not competing for Super Bowls and everybody's calling for that person's head because it's a microwave society that we live in and everybody wants everything right away. Yeah, I think this becomes more viable once you have established yourself, once you have hit on draft picks, you're paying those draft picks an extension, you know, no longer on rookie deals, you're probably pay paying a quarterback. Like, I think there are things that need to be in place before this comp pick specifically becomes a big point of emphasis or goal of yours to uh, acquire. Well, I'd be interested in just looking at the Baltimore Ravens in general. And, and we think about Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers is another team that does this, right? You know, they're, they're traditionally not huge spenders in free agency. Um, they're fiscally conservative. They're willing to let guys walk out their building and replace them through the draft. But I'm going to ask you a question, Joe. How many losing seasons do the Baltimore Ravens have in the history of being the Baltimore Ravens since oh, 1996? I'd say less than five, maybe three, four, something like that. They're never bad. They have seven, but of the seven, the first three years were losing seasons. Yeah. So what so, is that? Since what year they've had two? Since, since 96 or 96 through 98. They were 16, not a math guy here, hold on, 16, 31, and 1 over those first three seasons in Baltimore. 8 and 8, 12 and 4, 10 and 6, won a Super Bowl in that stretch. 7 and 9, 10 and 6, 9 and 7, 6 and 10, 13 and 3, 5 and 11. Then they hired Harbaugh, 11 and 5, 9 and 7, 12 and 4, 12 and 4, 10 and 6, 8 and 8, 10 and 6, Five and 11, eight and eight, nine and seven, 10 and six, 14 and two, 11 and five. That's the entire history of the Baltimore Ravens. Good football team. Yeah. Always. So, so you took your lumps your first three years to get things established. You had Vinny Testaverde and Harbaugh, and then Banks was your quarterback and Elvis Gerback, Kyle Baller experiment. You had Steve McNair for a year. That was Forgot a fun about team, McNair by the way. for a year. Yeah, they were 13-3 that year. That was a fun year. Dude, I completely forgot about that. You had a Super oh. Bowl-winning defense. Yeah. And then you draft Joe Flacco, mm -hmm. and there's your quarterback stability. And then this works, right? I mean, this, generally speaking, worked. They, the defensive infrastructure they had was phenomenal. But I just think that's – if you were a team that, that walked into, I don't know, Detroit, right – Say you're Detroit and you don't do what Detroit did, which was tear down the roster. And that's why we advocated all offseason long for Detroit's got to be a team that pushes the reset button hard. But if you were just like, yeah, you know, we're going to draft at seven. We're going to see how it goes. We're going to hope for the best. But we really don't want to spend in free agency. We're going to build through the draft. You get three years from now, I guarantee you in that division, they, they wouldn't win more than six games in a season if they didn't do something dramatic and they'd be out. Right. And you can talk about how you don't want to spend in free agency. And it's like, okay, I'm just saving the owner's money, but I'm not putting a competitive team out there. And I don't have the job security to actually do this. Kyle, did you see uh, George Patton, general manager of the Denver Broncos, his comments about Drew Locke? No, I did not. Uh, said he's confident in Drew Locke. They're high on Drew Locke, but they'd like to add competition. Did not commit to him. As the week one starter, said he enjoyed being around him, complimented his work ethic. What, do we, what is Denver doing at quarterback? 
you know, this is, this is something that has been on my mind a lot lately because the rest of this roster is frigging good. I mean, they're loaded everywhere. Good young weapons, players on defense, good coaching on offense and defense, good offensive line. I mean, the only thing's missing is a quarterback. I think they're a quarterback away from being a team that I say, yeah, that team's going to the playoffs, no doubt in my mind. So you're going to hand that to Drew Locke, and you've mentioned this too about Vic Fangio. Dude's waited his whole life for this chance to be an NFL head coach and has not had a ton of success so far, but he hasn't had a quarterback either. How are they going to approach this? Well, I don't know if you saw what else George Patton said in this press conference, but he said he spoke with Dolphins GM Chris Greer yesterday or Wednesday. Yeah, and get to six. That's an interesting, like, who makes that admission? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of stupid, that, that, right? <laughs> that, well, I don't know about, I don't know if stupid's the right word, but it's like nobody said, oh, yeah, I talked to Miami yesterday. That's very unconventional, if nothing else. Maybe they're trying to prompt somebody else to jump up because they want to get somebody to slide to them at nine. That's, that's a fair point. Right. Come, so, we're not getting the quarterback. Come jump us. Push that player down. Yeah. It's, or, that's, or, or we think we can go up to six and go get our guy. So if you think you like the same guy that we do, come make a deal because we're knocking on Miami's door. But we actually don't want the guy you think we do. So thanks for moving up and taking somebody else. Is it just inevitable that they trade for Teddy Bridgewater? It feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels like that's that's the simple solution. What's the ceiling? Does Teddy really mesh well with Judy and Sutton and Hamler and Fant? Like, I don't know if he necessarily does to a great deal, but he's not going to turn the ball over. And I think that's more than you could probably say for Drew Locke. Right. Right. But that that's like not the model to win consistently. Not in that division with Kansas City at no, number one. No, so they uh, they get a tough task ahead of them. Be fat. They're one of those pivot teams. Atlanta at four, Denver at nine. I think are the two teams in the first round that that are the biggest wild cards for us right now. I'd also put Detroit in, at seven. Yeah, in that conversation. But um, it'd be fascinating to see how this thing plays out. You're gonna have to tune in next week to find out. We got you covered. We get the Draft Dudes podcast. We get live streams every single day uh, as we prep you for the 2021 NFL Draft. Next week is Draft Week. Thank everybody for listening to the show, hitting subscribe, following along. We wouldn't be here without each and every one of you. So thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.